This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. This is Eyes On. This is Eyes On with Aisha Almazmi only on Pulse 95. I just hope that everybody is ready for me to fangirl for the next 5 minutes or so because Sharjah has four UNESCO World Heritage Potential sites. Basically, it means that Sharjah has been added to the preliminary UNESCO World Heritage list. Again, not one, not two, but four potential sites. And being included on the UNESCO provisional list is considered a prerequisite for inclusion on the World Heritage final list, as well as a factor in encouraging future tourist businesses at these sites. So basically, it means that any or maybe all these sites could be added to the UNESCO World Heritage Site. And again, I'm super excited and very, very happy about the registration of these sites. Now, Dr. Sabah Jassin, the Director General of the Sharjah Archaeology Authority, says that the registration of these sites is the result of a series of studies conducted by the authority in collaboration with academic experts and specialists to assess their cultural value and archaeological importance at the global level, as well as studies also dealt with historical value and state of preservation reports. So basically, it means that they have been working day and night very, very hard to make sure that these are studied and at a global level and are going to be 100% eligible to be on the preliminary list. And Dr. Sabah confirms that the preliminary list of archaeological sites, which began in 2021, is part of the authority's strategy to sustain and preserve the Emirates' tangible cultural heritage and share it with the world by highlighting these sites and registering them on international lists to introduce them locally regionally and internationally note how they want to showcase it to the world locally regionally and internationally basically again putting Sharjah on the map and on the minds of every single person if you think UNESCO you will be thinking about Sharjah now what are these sites I'm here to tell you let's start off with Elfaya's prehistoric cultural landscape According to studies, the Faya Mountains are an exceptional illustration of a desert environment during the Stone Age. And we don't tend to connect Sharjah with the Stone Age, but Sharjah, the area of Sharjah, was quite active during that time. In fact, there is evidence of early human habitation dating from the start of the Middle Stone Age until the Neolithic period and it was around that time when the weather conditions were shifting considerably in the Arabian Peninsula and it's based on the geological and climatic investigations of the site's history strata which revealed the continuation of human habitation 210,000 years ago. Wow, 210,000 years ago. I was just talking about how we don't know enough about the history of the area from 700 years ago. Goodness, 210,000 years ago. Can you wrap your mind around this number? It is, it's insane and exciting. This is basically BCE. We're not an AD, it's not Anno Domini, it's BC. So yeah, Sharjah 
has a rich, rich heritage, rich, rich culture, and all kinds of people were passing by and living in this area, and I love these new discoveries. Now, on to the second place, pre-Islamic era in Southern Arabia in Leha. Now, if you've been to the Leha archaeological sites, you would know a little bit about what was happening in Leha. I mean, there's a reason why they set up the center. It is to show that the settlement of Leha marked the pinnacle of old culture in this area during the pre-Islamic era with cultural impact extending from the 3rd century BC to the 3rd century AD. I cannot even do the math because I'm terrible at math, but honestly, this is amazing. This is exciting and the historical findings verify the cultural worth reflected by Mleha's foreign connection as well as the important role it played in the camel trade as a significant component of the trade network. It was a hub that connected the coastlines of the Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea across the Arabian Peninsula. I mean, it was so, so, so significant and important that Mleha minted its own coins and its rulers and merchants amassed wealth that allowed them to own the best camels and horses as well as build tombs in the shape of towers as an expression of their high status. We always, always talk about the pyramids as massive tombs for pharaohs, but what about the tombs of the people, the rulers who lived in Mleha a long time ago? Now on to the third location, one of it being a very interesting area called Khatlam Mlaha and Khorfakan's rock cravings. And the rock engravings in the Emirate of Sharjah were found as the first rock art location in the Hajar Mountains area at the turn of the century. First off, before I get into the rock engravings, I need everybody to look up Khatlam Mlaha because its location is quite interesting. That is the first thing I want everybody to look up. If you can, open up Google Maps, Apple Maps, whatever you use, Waze, and just search up Khatlam Mlaha to find out more and where it's situated. I mean, yes, it's part of Kalba, but it's situated in a very interesting area. Now, back to the engravings, there was writings and there were engravings found on rocks in various locations in Khatlam Mlaha and Khorfakan. So basically, there are plenty of them. They're quite interesting and very, very intricate. These writings were estimated to date from the 5th millennia BC until a few decades ago. Goodness, that is at least 7,000 years. That is a lot of history, a lot of culture and traditions. These rock engravings are not something to be taken lightly. That is just beautiful. And finally, Wadi Al-Hilu copper mining in the Arabian Peninsula during the Bronze Age. As we mentioned, there were plenty of settlements throughout various ages, but during the Neolithic to the Bronze Age transition, Wadi Al-Hilu contains the first signs of mining in Southern Arabia. There is a historical site found in Wadi Al-Hilu and is an integrated testament to local copper mining methods as well as the connection of the valley's ancient occupants with the environment through their adaptation to the site's geological and topographical factors. So Wadi Al-Hilu's copper is distinguished 
by its high purity, which can sometimes approach nearly 100%. And there is historical evidence suggesting that Wadi al-Hilu was part of a vast network of Bronze Age trade exchanges between locations throughout the Arabian Gulf. So basically, it meant that there was there was an active population in the Arabian Peninsula and in Southern Arabia that were aware of Wadi al-Hilu's copper and decided to live around that area and take advantage of the site. And these are, or this is a summary. I know that is a very, very long summary of all the four UNESCO preliminarily listed sites, historical sites from Sharjah. Again, I cannot contain my excitement and I cannot wait to see which locations will be enlisted into the UNESCO heritage sites or if all four of them, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, all four of them get into the list. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.